Welcome to the Uncensored Selling Podcast with Ryan Dowdy. I am your host, Ryan Dowdy, and we are here today with Samantha Siffering, business and mindset coach who works primarily with online business building moms. So Samantha is amazing, and she's going to share with us her experience in business and how she has mastered sales. Samantha, welcome. Tell us about you. Thanks so much. I am a business and mindset coach, and I work primarily with moms who have businesses to help them make that business way more profitable. And mindset is a huge piece of that. Also love talking sales. So I'm glad to be talking to you about sales today. I know. I am excited as well. So tell us your entrepreneurial journey because your coaching business was not your first parlay into entrepreneurship. So tell us about that. It's true. I have many (laughs) parlays. (laughs) So my first online business was an Etsy shop. Um, I sewed little bags and that kind of thing. Um, I also was in network marketing for a good bit. And that was, I would say, my first successful online business where I actually felt like I was making a profit and that kind of thing. Um, And then I became a coach. I have my master's in counseling. So ultimately, I was looking for a way to use that, pay those student loans. Um, So I became a life coach online first. And after building up that business, shifted into business coaching because I really saw a need to help other moms take what their background, experience, passions were and turn that into a way to make money from home. Awesome. And so you have been in your coaching business the way the business looks today for about two years. Is that right? Correct. Yes. So what has been the biggest challenge in growing your business? Let's start there. Yes. So I feel the biggest challenge for me has been having to believe that I could get the results I wanted before I saw any evidence (laughs) that that was going to happen and that that was going to work. I think it's kind of the opposite of what we're trained to think. Um, So figuring out how do I believe this so I can actually create it was challenging. Okay. that's a lot of the mindset work that you coach through, correct? Because a lot of us have, myself included, have business skills, business backgrounds, um, but mindset is not something that's taught in corporate America. Yeah. Well, and if you think about a corporate job, you get hired, you get the salary, and then you show up and start doing the work. And it's totally the opposite. As an entrepreneur, you show up and start doing the work and hope that that money will come. Um, And that's where that belief comes from because it really takes that tenacity, I think. Awesome. So when you started your business, how did you feel about sales? Because you obviously came from a background that was not sales-driven as a life coach and different things like that. How? What were some of your emotions and thoughts around the sales part of your business? Yeah. So I actually had had a sales job. Um, I did not prior. know this about you. Now I'm excited. Oh my gosh. You don't know this? Okay. No. So, so in my journey as the stay-at-home mom with, who was trying to make money from home, I took a lot of interesting little gigs and things like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> One of them was door-to-door sales to small businesses in my area. So like independently owned mom and pop type businesses. Sure. And the business started as like a Groupon type thing and then morphed into a loyalty app. And I was not good at selling the Groupon thing, but I was really good at selling the loyalty app. 
So I would just like pound the pavement one day a week with a baby in a stroller, (laughs) set appointments. So I got really good at sales during that. Like I just really honed my technique and the sales pitch and how I did it. My conversion rate was really high. Um, Prior to that, was not a fan of sales. But in that, I really developed a love for just connecting with other people and offering them something that was actually useful to them. And I think that that helped me so much then when I got into my business and brought that same mindset in. So there's a lot of, um, a lot of people out in the online entrepreneurship community that are really uncomfortable with the, the cold outreach piece, which it seems like that's, I mean, you trial by fire sister. Like you just went for it. I love that. I honestly didn't know that about you. I love it. Um, what, how, how were you able to connect with those people and start a relationship and get them to trust you and eventually get them to join your loyalty app? Like what was kind of your, your technique and your, your strategy around that? Yeah. So what I learned very quickly is that emails were garbage. (laughs) I never got a response from an email ever. Um, Phone calls were okay. And face-to-face was amazing. And what I would do was connect with them face-to-face and set an appointment and not really give them that much information about what it was and just ask to set up an appointment to talk to them at a time that was convenient because they were a lot of times behind the cash register in their business working right then. They were definitely not ready to hear a sales pitch. So I think kind of that first step of having a personal connection and then really recognizing that they had something going on and and that it wasn't all about me and that I wanted to really cater to them. I think that really helped me to set a lot of appointments. And then they were focused while we were in the appointment because they knew we were there to have a conversation. So that process was much easier. And um, I had a slide deck and everything that was like laminated in a binder. And I really owned my, uh, like what's most important here and found that relationship building with them, hearing about them, talking to them, letting them talk and me listen was what we spent the bulk of our time doing. And they really didn't care about the graphs and the stats and the history of the company or any of those things. Sure. So then how did that translate into how you approach sales in your coaching business? Yeah. So very much the same. Um, If I meet people at a networking event, for instance, that's not a consult call situation. That's a get to know you and let's set up an appointment situation. Um, Same online. I do a lot of online networking and always get them into a Zoom call so we can still have that face-to-face even if we're not near each other geographically. And then my consults were heavily informed by my sales pitching from that job because I do spend a lot of time hearing about them and their needs. And then I'm able to really tailor my offer and sell my offer in a way that meets exactly what they're wanting. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And that's 100% what I coach and you know that as well. So let's go back to networking because I think that's really interesting. Uh, A lot of us as online entrepreneurs built online businesses because we wanted to sit behind a computer and talk to people. Uh, But going out and networking face-to-face is a big part of your strategy, um, both for just personal reasons to get out of the house and connect with humans, but it's also been huge for your business. Tell us that experience. 
Yeah. So I started behind the computer for sure. And I love networking and building relationships in Facebook groups. That's where my ideal audience is. But my coach really challenged me to leave the house and go meet people in person. And it was kind of a rocky road. The first true networking event I ever went to um, was very unusual. Most of the people there were with a friend and they were sitting chatting with friends and it wasn't easy to break in. And then there was like a hall of vendors and I walked through, I was like, well, this is how I'll meet people. I'll just meet all the vendors. And then I got on everyone's like email list and then was being pitched all of their different things. I still get calls and emails from that. Um, so that was not an ideal. So I think sometimes you need to realize not every networking event is going to pay off. Um, but I went to one a few weeks ago that was a small group happy hour. I met a woman there. She ended up being a mom of a child at the school where my kids go. So we had an instant connection. Then I found out she has a business that she is looking to grow this year now that her kids are in school. And it, we just went from there and she was a client by a couple weeks later. So, um, I think really that's the way kind of go in with no expectation to sign clients there or anything, just make connections and make new friends and grow your network and things happen. Things come from it when you're just having more of a relaxed approach, I think. Absolutely. And that is hundred percent your approach online as well. Correct. Like you're really yes. big into connecting and networking. And the reason I actually wanted to start with your in-person networking experience is because, you know, I coached you very specifically, why do we approach people differently online or than we would offline? Uh, so you said you use Facebook groups and you're really big on just connecting and serving your audience. Tell people a little bit about that strategy um, and how that's helped you really grow your network and, and your business ultimately. Yeah. So I have a couple philosophies on it that inform my approach. And the first one is understanding there's a lot of business and mindset coaches out there. And what's going to set me apart is if somebody has a relationship with me. So I am out and about in Facebook groups, building relationships, making a name for myself, being helpful, being kind, um, attracting people to me just to achieve that goal to really have that visibility and have that relationship built with people and have them feel like they know me. Um, the other part of this, uh, getting into the service aspect is that if people get results from anything free that I'm offering, whether it's my podcast or my freebie or a Facebook live I do in my group or whatever, they'll know that I get results for them because I already have. So then when it's time to hire a coach, they'll think of coming to me. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's the long game. So I, I just did yes. um, another podcast recording where I was talking about the long game and like the get rich quick. And we see all the headlines and actually you and I have talked about this, the, you know, get to your first five figures in 90 days. And here's my step-by-steps to your, you know, your six figure launch. Uh, but how in most instances, those people that didn't happen for them immediately, right? It was a long game of building relationships, serving their audience, all of those things. And I know you subscri subscribe greatly to that, um, that mentality as well. And that feeds into that exactly. So because you deal with the mindset piece, I know you probably work with a lot of women that have the mindset that they're just not salespeople. Sales is not for them. That is not why they started a business. That is not what they want to do. Um, what advice do you give those women? 
So my philosophy is that we're all salespeople. Mm-hmm. I, I was raised by a salesman, so I know I've been totally brainwashed <laughs> in sales, but I really believe we're all selling. You know, we're all selling ourselves to other people to become friends. We're all selling ourselves when we're dating. We're selling ourselves when we are, you know, making connections with other people. We are selling items when we're like, I just read this book. It's amazing. You have to read it. Or I just watched this thing on Netflix. You would love it. Like that's selling. We're not profiting from it, but we are selling. So why not shift it a little bit into something that you can actually be paid for. And it doesn't really matter what that is, you know, like for me, it's my coaching. And for many of my clients, it's a service they offer or a product they offer. It can be anything, but I think when it is something that you love as much as that Netflix show or (laughs) that book you read or whatever new drink you just tried, it's going to come across the same way. It's not going to come across as that like icky, typical thought that we have about sales. It's going to come across as a very genuine share of something you love. Absolutely. And let's go, I think that's an important point you just made about something that you love. Because uh, again, I coach to that a lot too. If you are out there selling something, especially if it's your own service-based business, and you are not in love with the way that program looks or the way that is set up, you're that's going to come across in the way you communicate about it. So do you also help your clients develop programs and things that they really love selling and are really confident in? Yes. So I notice with a lot of my new clients, they come to me struggling to sell whatever their thing is. And we discover over the course of our first session that they don't actually even like it, let alone love it. I've had a lot of clients change their business models. I've had a lot a lot of clients even change their business altogether. I just recently had a photographer that changed to be a social media manager. Um, I've had a lot of clients who are starting to get into courses and passive income who decided to go to high ticket one-on-one work instead. So there's usually some resistance if you're not selling something that you need to look at and figure out what's going on. Sometimes it's not even about your sales mindset. It's about what you're offering. Mm -hmm. Do you think that comes from people just trying to find a way to like the, the online business world today is, you know, throw up a Facebook page, you know, and let's, and then you have a business. And so people are seeking a way to make money instead of way to grow a business. Do you think that's why that winds up happening sometimes? Yeah. I think sometimes they've fallen into something like with the photography, but I think for the others, the ones who are getting into the courses and passive income, when that's not really what they desire out of their business, it is because that's what they've heard is the right way to scale. And they haven't considered other ways to scale, like raising their prices or packaging in a different way or growing a team. There's a lot of different ways to scale. And I think it's a rare person that the true passive model works for. Absolutely. Or it comes much later in business, as you and I have discussed, when you have a giant following, a really large email list, a huge Facebook group, you know, um, a a podcast that, you know, gets thousands of downloads. That's where passive income becomes a more realistic part of business. So I think you and I have discussed that as well. So um, 
Aside from, from sales and, and really loving what you do, what do you feel is the most important part of growing a business? And I love asking you this question because I know you come from a different place from the mindset perspective um, versus previous guests that I interviewed came from a sales background. And she was like, I don't know what the second most important thing is. You just got to go sell something. So I'm really curious to hear your answer to that question of what do you think aside from sales and generating revenue is the most important part of growing a business? Yeah. So I thought about this and the answer I've landed on is commitment because I think that's the missing link for a lot of people that they aren't committed to making their goal happen no matter what. I think a lot of people have a goal, try at it a couple times, fail a couple times, and then give up, not realizing literally if you continue to try and fail enough times, eventually you're going to nail it. And, and I've just seen that proved true over and over. And I will tell a lot of my clients that I think about the light bulbs creation and like a thousand tries or whatever. Like, are you willing to try a thousand times to make whatever that income goal is before you quit? And most people aren't. So I think that commitment, like it's the real secret to success. Mm -hmm. So you once gave me really awesome advice. I had talked about like feeling motivated and how to get motivated. And you really kind of were like, you know what, Ryan, it's not about motivation. It's about determination and commitment, which it sounds, will you kind of dig into that a little bit more? Cause it's really easy on the days when you feel motivated, right? Like, Hey, it's a good day. It's sunny outside. You know, my kids were great this morning. Everything's wonderful. It's really easy to get into work mode then. But on the days when that is not the case and it's snowy and it's cold and you know, your toddler vomited in the middle of the night and all that other stuff, it is not easy to get motivated. Will you give, you give the audience just a little bit of feedback about how to really dig into that determination and commitment? Yes. Yeah. I love that you mentioned that because a lot of people will be like, well, I just lost motivation and we all lose motivation. It is the flakiest emotion. It and excitement are like, they will not be there when you need them. Like when the going gets tough, they are gone. So you really need these feelings of commitment and determination to keep going because we all know to get to the goals that we want, to create the results we want in our life, you have to take action. And what we don't realize is that action comes from a feeling and our feelings come from our thoughts. So to get into action when we're not motivated, we sometimes have to kind of like hold on tight to our commitment or our determination. And the way to do that is through a thought. And that's why I said, no matter what, I think, you know, I'm going to figure this out no matter what was a very powerful thought for me when I was not starting my business. Cause then like I had motivation, but once motivation was gone and I was like, I really want to make this happen. I was holding on to, I'm going to figure this out no matter what, like no matter how many times I fail, no matter how many no's I get, I'm going to make it work. I'm going to keep trying until I get the result I wanted. And it happened for me. So take that thought, that magic thought and keep going. 
I love that. Uh, and that, like I said, that was feedback you gave me um, when I was dealing with that. Like, it was great. When I was feeling great, it was easy. But, you know, when I wasn't, it was like, eh, I don't really want to do that today. I don't feel like it today. That seems hard. It's not working. You know, I've done a million Facebook Lives and nobody's watching and, you know, how to keep going. So I think that's great feedback. I want you to dig into one more thing for me because you just said the no's. And if you are not a salesperson and you've not been told no a bajillion times, no can feel a little bit personal. Do you have any advice as to how to deal with that? that emotion um, to make the nose not personal. Yes. This is something I did when I was doing door-to-door sales. I had a piece of paper that had a hundred boxes on it and I got to check a box every time I got a no. And my goal was a hundred no's. And obviously if you're going for a hundred no's, you're going to get a lot of yeses mixed in there. But for some reason, just having that worksheet with me was like, okay, I'm either getting a yes or I'm getting to check off a box. <laughs> and and that's silly. Like obviously that's silly, but it was a really powerful mindset thing for me to help me overcome making that no mean anything because it didn't mean anything. It just meant they weren't interested or maybe it meant I could hone my sales process better, you know? So I also looked at that like how can I improve what happened and you learn so much. If you're going for a hundred no's, you're going to be a sales master at the end. Well, to me, that's what that, I'm actually literally just downloaded the book, Go For No, um, on the Audible, which I know very much teaches that. Um, it is the the book, my book club book for my sales team um, and my, my day job. Uh, we're reading Go For No, and they talk about that. But I think one of the really cool things that you didn't hit on right there is that if you have to go for a hundred no's, you have to ask a lot. Like it goes back to the commitment piece because I have to commit to getting a hundred no's, which means I have to ask a lot. And it goes back to your piece of where you said we have a tendency to give up. We get a handful of no's, Mm -hmm. we fail, it didn't go exactly the way I wanted it to, and then we throw in the towel. But I mean, as much as it is the, okay, I get to check one of my boxes, I'm closer to a yes, but it's also the commitment to yourself that I'm going to keep going until this page is full and the next page is full and the next page is full. So I love that. And I think what's really powerful, especially for both of our types of business models, is that it only counts as a no if it's actually a no, not just like, oh, well, a hundred people didn't sign up for my program when I put the link out there. That does not count. Like you need to get a cold hard rejection on a consult call. And then that that is a no that you have earned. Otherwise, you haven't. And I think so many of us get into these businesses and think like, I put my website into the world and no one's buying. And it's like, girlfriend, you didn't make any offers. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Uh, I love that. The, you have to earn your nose. I like that. It is, you do, you have to earn them and it is not just, oh, well, I posted in a Facebook group twice and nobody took me up on my offer for free coaching. So I'm not a coach, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's huge. So, Two final things. One, I want to know if there's just any other advice and you know, so full disclosure, Samantha is actually my mindset and business coach. She is um, amazing and has totally helped me deal with the, um, I like to call it the loop in my head, the, you don't have time for this. What are you doing? You're crazy. You have a good job. Why are you trying to build a business? Like, you know, wouldn't it be easier if you just like 
sat on the couch after your kid went to bed instead of working all the time. Um, and Samantha has been so instrumental in helping me do that, um, which I just, I really love. So um, is there anything else, to, which means she knows my business and my audience very well. Um, any other, you know, just kind of final thoughts or ideas that you would want to share with the audience that you think is really valuable for the women you work with? Yeah. So something that I think is really valuable to do on a daily basis is to really get awareness of what your thoughts are. And that is a big part of the mindset work I do with you and that I do with all of my clients is having them journal every day and not like a dear diary, someday this will be published and be a bestseller, but like Stuff that you write down where you're like, I can't believe I'm writing this down because someone might accidentally see it and find out that I'm secretly crazy. (laughs) But I have never seen anything on my clients' um, brain dumps that I have not thought or that all of my other clients are not thinking. So like, really, we're not that unique in (laughs) the way that our brains are trying to hold us back. But getting those thoughts on paper and getting awareness of what you're telling yourself over and over is so powerful because that is what is creating your results. So unless you've got the results that you want in your business and in your life right now, you need to see what's going on in there. Like what's that tape that I'm playing over and over in my mind, because that's what's made everything that I have right now. And once you see that, then you can say, okay, what do I actually want to be telling myself? Because you can think and believe anything you want. Like it's, I hear a lot like, well, that's delusional. Like you have to be realistic. And it's like, well, I also think it's delusional to tell yourself you're stupid and can't do this all the time. Because like, how do you know? You know? So... (laughs) I think you can do this and you are very smart, you know? So I really encourage my clients to challenge their thoughts, like get awareness and then challenge them and replace them with whatever feels good for you to think. There's no rules about what you're allowed to think. Samantha also did give me permission for my grocery list to wind up on my brain dump sometimes because sometimes it becomes a to-do list. (laughs) There's no rules about the brain dump. Empty the brain. (laughs) Um, Because that was powerful for me because a lot of people give you the advice to journal and and meditate. And I was struggling with that because I'm like, well, one, I don't know how to turn my brain off, which is apparently not what meditation is anyway. And then two, like... I didn't know what to journal because I didn't know what to say. Kind of, I guess I was thinking that, you know, if somebody were to read this someday, what would they think? And so that was so helpful to be like, if what's in your head is like what you need to buy at the grocery store or what you need to get done this weekend, like that's what's in your head right now. And that's what is impacting whatever it is you're trying to get to. So that was just such powerful advice. And I know you've given that advice on your podcast, um, which I also love. So tell us where to, where to find you. I know you have an amazing podcast, a great Facebook group, share it with the world. Yes. So my podcast is called the Badass Mother Podcast, and you are welcome to join me over there. It is a lot of personal development and business topics. I also have a Facebook group called Online Business Building Mamas, and I love that place. So come on over there, hang out with me. I do lives in there. Um, I share a lot of personal stuff in there that I don't put out into the world. And I'm on all the social media sites. I am happy to have more Facebook friends if you just want to send me a message and let me know you heard me here. And I'm also on Instagram. Samantha HMS is my name over there. So join me at any of those places. Um, And yeah. 
Very good enough. Yes, absolutely. And I will, like I say, personally attest to you, um, I really enjoy Samantha's podcast. I'm a, I'm a business girl. You guys know that about me. Um, and she really focuses on the mindset piece more than most of what I've listened to. So she talks about like imposter syndrome and how do I get it all done and all this really crazy stuff that you're afraid to say out loud because you don't want anybody to think that you don't know what the hell you're doing. So she does a really awesome job of covering that. So I will tell you, I'm a huge fan of, of Samantha's podcast. I did binge listen to a lot of it over the holidays. So <laughs> Uh, I really enjoy it. So thank you again, Samantha, for um, being a guest on the Uncensored Selling Podcast and for sharing your sales experience and your amazing business with our audience. We're so grateful for it. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening to the Uncensored Selling Podcast. That was Samantha Siffering, business and mindset coach, sharing with you how important it is to control your thoughts to impact your business. So thank you, Samantha. Uh, For those of you that are looking for more information, more connecting, more training and coaching, I would love for you to join me in the Sales Skills for Women in Business Facebook group. I spend a ton of time there. The women in that group are really amazing um, and great resources. You can also visit uncensoredconsulting.com. And I also spend a ton of time on LinkedIn so you can feel free to connect with me there. It is Ryan with two N's, Dowdy. I look forward to connecting with you and thanks again for listening.